so before I continue in the verse by verse going through Romans 9, I wanted to interject a thought. And so I, I came across Galatians 3.16 was reminded of this verse that has stood out to me a lot in, in reference to the whole uh, debate of Calvinism and, and what election and predestination and, and all that, what that looks like. And, and so Galatians 3.16 has always been one uh, scripture that really stands out to me and I feel like is very significant in, in understanding what it what it means to be elect, what, what God's election is. And, and so dealing again with, with Romans 9, where we're talking about who did God really make the promises to, and Paul's argument is that he didn't make promises to physical descendants of Abraham, but to the spiritual children of Abraham. So again, the question is, okay, well, who are these spiritual children of Abraham? How do you become one? Who are they? And uh, Paul's uh, explanation for that, I believe, is faith, that that faith in Christ, ultimately faith and, and reliance on God and a, a turning away from self-reliance, ultimately it's that childlike faith, that simple trust in God. That is the, the differentiation between what makes a, uh, a child of Abraham and a just a physical descendant of Abraham um, as far as the Israelite nation goes and, and as far as anybody goes. And so Galatians 3.16, I just want to read that. And, and as I'm reading this, thinking about election, thinking about what it means that God chose people, that he's predestined people, that he's, um, <clears throat> he, he has a select uh, people that he, he looks at and he favors and chooses. And so with that in mind, it says, now uh, the promises were made to Abraham. <clears throat> so with that in mind, Galatians 3.16 says, now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say to offsprings. So this is the plural. It, it's a singular. When, when, if you look back in Genesis, even at the, the word, um, the other word used is seed in a lot of translations. It, it, God made a promise to Abraham and to his seed, but it says that he did not make it to seeds. He did not make promises to seeds. Um, and so this is referring to individuals, like uh, uh, multiple people, <clears throat> but he made it to offspring or seed, which means one. God made it the promise, the promises, all the promises of God, ultimately what Paul is saying here, all the promises God gave to Abraham, he ultimately was giving those not to individuals, not to individual people, but to one person. His son, he ultimately gave all of his promises were, were directed toward Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's saying here. I think that's really significant when we consider this whole uh, issue and debate between Arminianism and Calvinism and, and uh, all these different isms that are trying to figure out what God's sovereignty is and what his election looks like and who he chooses and how he chooses. Uh, that seems really significant to me. That right here he's saying God's promises were always to Christ, to one person. So why I think this verse is significant is, again, it's, it says God's promises were made to uh, Abraham's seed which is singular. He made it, he made the promises and that seed obviously is Christ is what the scriptures, the, that, that verse says. And so 
why that's significant to me is because um, it seems that Calvinism and its understanding of who who God's promises are made to ultimately, you know, God made his promises to the elect. So why I believe this verse is significant is because, again, it says that the promises were made to Abraham's seed or offspring, which is singular. So the promises, when God made promises to Abraham, what he had in mind was one person, was Jesus. And those promises were all being directed toward him, and those promises were going to be put in him. Why this is significant to me, I believe, in this whole debate is because uh, Calvinism, I think if in, in the understanding I have at least, and you can correct me if I'm just missing something, but it seems like it would have God directing his promises toward individuals, um, toward his elect people. So before the uh, foundation of the world, before people were even born, you know, he, he gives people his his uh, his favor, really. He, he gives people really the promises, even though they might not be aware of it. They might not know it. They might not be conscience, conscious of it until, you know, they're regenerated. But, but really, in the Calvinistic perspective, the elect people have always had the promises of God. They've never been without possession of God's promises. They've always had them. God's promises have always been directed toward his elect people. And to me, that's that's uh, that's different than what uh, this is saying, where it says that God's promises were always directed toward one person, toward Christ, um, and, and not toward individuals. Um, that that what God has in focus is Christ. And so, to me, I think that again, to kind of look at these split roads is where I think when we look at who who is Abraham's seed and offspring, to who the promises are made. Um, it seems like Calvinism would kind of interpret it as, um, and I know obviously they would they would know this verse is referring to Christ, but but it seems like if you actually look at their their view of of uh, what what God's promises where they're where they're directed toward, that it'd be toward the seeds or the offspring, the 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 plural, you know, the elect, all of God's elect people, and God had promises to every one of His elect people before they were born. These promises were not the result of their relationship with Christ but rather Christ was a result of them first obtaining these promises. And this last sentence here is really one way that I'm uh, communicating what is the biggest issue to me in this whole debate, and really one of the main things that motivates me to have any uh, faith or feeling uh, convicted to even speak about it, is uh, I'll read this sentence again. These promises, so so it seems like in the Calvinistic worldview or perspective, the promises of God uh, and the blessings of God, the spiritual blessings of God were given to his elect people, not as a result of their relationship with Christ, not because they, f- they first became connected to the Son of God, became connected to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, but it seems like God uh, gives people promises and spiritual blessings first, and that those that favor that that mysterious relationship with the Father somehow eventually connects them to Christ later down the road, and so that seems to be different than what the scriptures say. What this scripture here is saying that the seed. Jesus is the one who had the promises. God's focus was on him. And so uh, I believe the, the, the road Paul would go on and the, the Bible would go on is to say that Jesus, you know, obviously Jesus is the seed. And, and God's, God's promises, God's focus when he made promises and, and gives blessing, spiritual blessing out, is Jesus. And so God elected and chose Jesus. He is, you know, Peter will say that, quoting Isaiah, that he is the, you know, behold my, my the cornerstone, you know, the elect 
elect and chosen chosen cornerstone which is which is Christ obviously so Jesus is the chosen one and he's the center of God's attention Jesus has the center of the father's attention he's the one that the spirit speaks about and glorifies and, and, and puts at the center of attention for mankind um, and, and so the center the focus of God's promises were to Jesus to the seed and not to individual elect people. God's promises were always to Jesus. And, and that's kind of what uh, Paul is trying to explain, I think, in that verse in Galatians. They were always directed toward Jesus and, and not even Abraham. And man wasn't the center of that, but Jesus. And it would be all those that were in him that would get the promises that God put in Christ. You know, that's what Paul says, I think, in First or Second Corinthians. It says all the promises of God find their yes and amen in Christ. There's no promises of God outside of Christ. You don't get promises of God outside of Christ. God can't first give you the promise of, of uh, election. He can't first give you the spiritual blessing of election and chosenness and predestination, and then later on put you in Christ. Because outside of Christ, there are no promises. There are no, uh, there is no election. It, all, you know, Ephesians 1 will say that all spiritual blessings are in Christ. So you got that. There's an order to that. You, you've got to be first connected to God through Christ in order to obtain His spiritual blessings. That's what Jesus said. Nobody can come to the Father except through Me. Um, and so, so the idea that God's promises were first directed toward individuals—that He He had all these promises stored up—and He said, "I'm going to give these uh, to these individuals." That's almost um, that's that's out of order. And that might sound nitpicky, but but in spiritual realities, you know, this is this is important stuff to not contradict this. I believe because it gets at the core of our, uh, you know, our Christology or, or our, whether or not our theology is is accurately Christ-centered, and, and and Jesus has preeminence in our theology and our doctrine, and He must, um, because I think all theology and doctrine ultimately should lead us to a. Uh, a greater focus on not not on various things, but on Jesus, because it's when we're seeing Jesus more clearly, when He's more fully in focus, that we're truly and more fully and accurately seeing the Father. Um, and so, our, our I believe our our doctrine, our theology, must have a a good Christ-centered uh, result from it. And and I just feel like in this context, that's that seems like. Calvinism uh, and Reformed theology kind of misses that here, because again, it would seem that the promises of God are directed toward his elect people. When Paul would say, no, God's promises have always been directed toward one person, and that's Jesus. And he put his promises inside his son. He put them in the spiritual location of Jesus, and, and then his His sovereign decree, his sovereign uh, plan and purpose was to uh, give his promises to those who got inside Christ, but he doesn't give the promises first. He doesn't first give us promises. He doesn't first focus his promises on his elect, and then, because of those promises, as a result of that that mysterious relationship, put us in Christ. First, he puts us in Christ. First, we get into him um, by faith, and then we obtain his promises, and his promises are directed toward us. So then coming back to Galatians 3.16, again, it says the promises were made to Abraham, to his offspring, singular. It does not say to offsprings as to many, referring to many, but referring to one, to your offspring, who is Christ. 
So the offspring that God focuses his promises on is, is one person. Paul's trying to make that point clear here, that it wasn't to multiple people, but it was to one person. It was to Christ. God didn't focus his, his promises to the elect people. You know, and so so when you when you hear that, you know that Abraham's children, the seed of Abraham, that's a reference to Christ. It's not a reference to the elect. And so when we go back to Romans nine, we're trying to figure out, okay, who are the children of Abraham? Who are his descendants? Uh, that Israel is missing out on the uh, promises of God. They're missing out. They're accursed. They're cut off. They're they're being judged. And, and and so again, Paul will say, well, that's because God's always had an elect people. He's always had. Um, there's always been a true Israel, uh, true children of Abraham. And when you look at the seed issue here, Galatians 3.16, I think the result of that is that we, we, we have to see that Abraham's true children are those with faith in Christ, those with faith in the provision of God, those who are uh, trusting in God's provision. And, and so that is, that is the offspring, that is the seed, um, ultimately, it's about Jesus. Ultimately, it's about who he is and who we become, who we are in him. Um, so then Galatians 3, 7, it says, So in Christ Jesus, uh, this is a spiritual location. Jesus is a location in the spiritual realm. We are in the kingdom of, of God's son. So in him, you are all children of God through faith. So children of God, the identity of being children of God, it comes through faith. So I think the order here would, would be that first, first is faith, which puts us in Christ, which results in us becoming children of God. And so I think that would be, again, getting back to what Paul's getting at, is that the children of Abraham, those who God's promises have always been directed toward, are all have only been those who would be connected to a son. It's always God's, God can only look at us and relate to us and see us in as much as we are connected to Christ. He has nothing for us outside of Christ. He can't, he can't elect us to become in Christ. He can't choose us to become in to eventually get into Christ. He can't, he can't relate to us. There's a gap. There's a, there's a bridge there that can't be, uh, that, you know, in his righteousness, he will not just, uh, give us spiritual blessing. He, he can in his justice. And that's why Jesus has to be the bridge to that gap. That's why he has to come first. And, and, and that's why being a child of Abraham, uh, being a, a, true descendant of Israel, being a true Jew, is directly correlated to being in Christ by faith. And that just goes back to uh, what I believe, again, is Paul's whole uh, point in Romans 9, is to, uh, to focus in on faith in Christ, to make a case for the gospel of salvation only through faith in Christ. And he's making the case that the true children of Israel, the, the true seed, again, that's singular, the true seed, the only seed of Abraham, the only offspring of Abraham are those who are by faith connected to Jesus. Uh, those who are in, in connection with Christ, those are the, 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 the seed of Abraham, the offspring of Abraham. 
the descendants of Israel and true Jews. Thank <laughs> you.